Get a closer look into some of your favorite Badgers, both inside and outside of their sport. This is the Varsity Beat, presented by the Varsity Collective. Welcome to the Varsity Beat, presented by the Varsity Collective. I'm your host, Sam Decker. The Varsity Collective is the NIL collective led and backed by the University of Wisconsin alumni, former Badger student-athletes like me, and Badger fans everywhere. TVC's mission is to support current Badger student-athletes on the field, in the community, and in life. And if you want to get involved, then go to thevarsitycollective.com and learn more about how you can support Badger student-athletes too. On the podcast today, I'm really excited to welcome one of those student-athletes, Wisconsin Badgers men's basketball guard, Connor Asijan. And then later in the show, we will be speaking with professional basketball player, UW Athletic Hall of Fame member, and my good friend, Jordan Taylor. So let's get right into it and welcome Connor to the show. Joining us, and it's very exciting to have a guy that I love to watch and I think a fan favorite of Wisconsin basketball, Connor Sejan, freshman guard. Appreciate you coming on, joining us. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people want to hear from you, want to hear about you. And I know a lot of people love watching you play. So getting an insight on the other side of Connor. Connor, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm good, Sam. How are you? Doing fine. Doing fantastic. First things first, fill us in. What's the state of the Wisconsin Badgers right now? We're heading in the right direction, for sure. We're really loving where we're at right now. Everyone's got, got really good confidence going in, you know, as we keep getting some of these wins coming in. But we have a couple losses we'd like to get back, but it was all learning experiences. And so now it's we're heading in the right direction, for sure. These seasons are long. Losses happen. How can you respond to those losses? I think we have a good group. You guys have a good group of steady-headed guys that are going to show up. Your leadership group is good. And and I think what people love about you, you're coming out there with that same pop, that same intensity every day. I spent a little time with you this summer. What is that aggressive nature, you know, coming back for your roots in Indiana? When you're coming in trying to provide a spark, provide a pop, provide that excitement, where does that stem from? I feel like that's just always been me and just who I am. Growing up, my family, we've always... Always been a competitive family, just me and my brother even, or me and my dad and mom, whether we're just shooting outside or, you know, just games in the house. I mean, we're always competing for something. So I feel like that's just kind of been who I am my, my whole life. Yeah, but I mean, I just it's just me loving the game of basketball. It really is. I just, any moment I'm out there, I just want to do what I can and, and enjoy it. Well, I think that's the thing that people like about you is that you can see that joy that you have, right? You know, you're out there, you're talking a little bit, you're looking at the crowd, you're getting the energy up. And that's something, when I was a freshman, as a true freshman, just as you are, you just are out there playing the game you love. You don't even realize what you're doing sometimes. You're just out there having fun and you're playing off the crowd. You're playing off your teammates and that's infectious, man. It's so fun to watch you do that. Are you enjoying being that guy that people are, when you're coming to the scores table, they're getting excited? Do you feel that? Because I felt that. It's a good feeling to have. Do you feel that as a player? I do a little bit. I try to not focus on it the most yeah. I can. But I mean, in the game and in the moment, there's times where you just, it's a good feeling to just kind of see everyone backing you up and wanting you to go in and do well. Especially, I mean, just getting to check into the, the scores table. I mean, just hearing people getting excited or anything. You know, it kind of gives me a little energy boost too. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I, I know that feeling, man. It's, it's, it's a rare error, right? Because you're like, wow, people are excited to see me coming into the game. And right there, it's almost a confidence boost in itself. What has that been like though, star high school player, being the man? What has it been like transitioning to knowing you have to be an energy guy, hit big shots when they matter, to, hey, Connor, this is your role now. Some nights it's going to be yours, some nights it's not. 
but you're not out there for opening tip every night. What has that transition been like for you? It's been different. I mean, I can't say it's been easy either. Mm-hmm. I mean, in high school, being the the man, the guy that goes out there, that uh, you're relied on 32 minutes a game is what in high school now to coming in off the bench and I mean, really just not being the guy every night, but it kind of goes back to just my competitive nature I've always had. It just makes me want to, you know, have that extra edge to just go in there and keep hooping. You know, I'm just out there and playing. And if I get five minutes or if I play 30 something, whatever it is, I'm just out there just soaking it all in, especially at the level that it's at, that Mm -hmm. had been a dream of mine. For sure. I mean, that's a great perspective to have because the level is unmatched. You know, Big Ten hoops, getting minutes as a freshman, I can see your teammates around you when they're hitting you, when you're coming off screens or coming off pin downs, ready to fire. That's rare as a freshman. So seeing that, people notice it. You're on the scouting report. I know you say you're not the guy, but you're on that scouting report. They're trying to take your game away. How, since game one, has it changed to now where you know you're on that scouting report? They're trying to take your pin downs away. They're trying to take your quick looks away. I mean, it kind of goes into high school a little bit, how starting out as a freshman and then throw high school guys that you play over and over, start to figure out a little bit of what you do. But mm-hmm. at this level, it's different. Every game you've played in their system, I mean, yep. they're watching your every move. Guys, yep. IQs are so much higher that you're mm-hmm. going against that are coaching on the floor. So from game one to now has been, I felt a big difference in how people are playing me. Mm-hmm. They're starting to realize some things. A couple of my moves are just the way I move in general. So I just got to start, just keep playing and finding different ways to, to do things. You seem like you love the game and you want to grow in it. Who has been a catalyst for you since you've gotten on campus? First, go off in the locker room. Who's kind of that steady force for you individually and for collectively as a team? For guys in the team, there's been a couple of the guys. Three of the most that have been doing it for me are Tyler, Max, and and Carter. Mm -hmm. Tyler, just being the vet he is and and knowing the game and and Wisconsin basketball, he's been able to just guide me and and lead me in the right direction from day one. I mean, it all started on on my official visit. Yeah. He was my host. So he kind of took me in then. And then Carter and Max, I know Max just transferred in. And Carter's finally starting to get a pretty big role on this team mm-hmm. too. And But they've just, being older, just in being in the college basketball game for a little bit too, they've been able to help me. They're always the guys that are telling me next one's in or, or just let me go out there and play. Speak on the staff. Who has been your guy when you're feeling a certain type of way? Coaching staff-wise, all the coaches really do a good job, I think, being in my ear, helping out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, Coach O, he was the coach who was my main recruiter. So I already kind of had that head start of a relationship with him. So that's kind of been there, too. But, mm-hmm. I mean, all the guys, I could go to Crab, Coach Oliver. I mean, even Coach Guard was making a way to come out me and, and, and talk to me just to kind of one-on-one, just to kind of get mm-hmm. a feel for things. Yeah, and that helps as a young player, right? Because there's going to be times where you screw up or a defensive rotation that you're late on and you're not trying to mess up. I wasn't trying to mess up, but sometimes you need that one-on-one from a coach. Hey, like help me. I'm not grasping this or they're doing this to me. And to have a staff like that and to hear that, that's awesome. Coach Crab was there for my first year. That's a great guy to go to. And coach guard as an assistant, he's got that. He still has that in him. He used to be a guy I used to go to. So for him to be the head mm-hmm. coach for you now, he still has that approachability. That's rare. So as a freshman, though, how are you enjoying Madison? Give us a state of that off the court. Are you enjoying the city? Are you having fun? Yeah, hey, I'm loving loving Madison a lot. Like, truly. There's just so much to go out and do. And mm-hmm. I barely even know Madison yet. 
Yeah. And I feel like I know this place that I love it so much, but there's still so much more for me to learn. During the summer, especially when it was a little warmer, not in the snow where you're able to do a little bit more then. But I mean, just to walk around with the guys or even yeah. by myself or with just meeting new people. I mean, there's just so many people in Madison that mm-hmm. just love the city themselves. It's funny. Madison's got this, it's got this special heartbeat about it, right? When you're within it, it's a pretty cool feeling, especially when I'm sure people are seeing you now, patting you on the back. How different is that from high school to now you're at this university, you know, around 40,000 students and then a city with hundreds of thousands of people recognizing you? How have you been able to handle that? Is it, has it been cool or has it been like... Both, yeah. honestly. In high school, it happened a little bit. Going to a school with only 450 kids in yeah. the high school was a little different than mm-hmm. 40,000 here. So, I mean, that's an adjustment and change, but... I'm soaking it all in. I'm loving it. I mean, it's just, you know, this opportunity doesn't come very much and eventually it's going to stop. So I know for me, I really appreciate anyone who is willing to say anything, ask for a picture, just recognize me or just appreciate me being here. I mean, it's something that that I appreciate every single person for because for people taking their time out of the day, it's I know how it is. The way that you carry yourself, the way that you play, the confidence that you have in the game you have, just from a former Badger and basketball player there. It's it's been fun to watch you. It's been fun to watch all the guys, and you're really doing a special thing and carving a special role for yourself. On the flip side, NIL side, it's a whole new state of hoops. Talking with Jordan mm-hmm. Taylor, another another Badger who big fan of yours. Also, we never had the NIL. We never had the opportunities in front of us like that. And we kind of are jealous a little bit. And I think you especially are really really ahead of the curve on the TikTok, on the Instagram, on the Twitter with the videos, the production. Is that just a hobby of yours? Is that something that someone told you, hey, let's get ahead of this. Let's do this. Let's do funny things. You do self-deprecation stuff. You do humor. You do swaggy stuff, highlights. Is that just something you like to do? Or is it something that you saw, hey, this is an opportunity? Both. started out just being kind of something funny that... Yeah. Uh-huh. Putting a video of me tripping and falling or, yeah. or dunking or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fun to do it too. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of like enjoy the video and, mm-hmm. and the editing. That's what I'm here for too. You for edit school. yourself? Yep, I do. That's so awesome. I, I edit all my videos myself. I, I'll make videos of people like mixtapes and stuff. So I'm kind of already in that field oh. a little bit doing that. So it's something I enjoy, uh-huh. but it does add a new aspect to it when you can start to make money off of it. It really yeah. changes things. Has there been doors open for you since starting that, especially now that you're playing well? playing on national TV and then people say, oh, Connor Seijin on TikTok making this cool video. Have you heard or have you been able to collaborate with people or is that in the works? Yeah, the opportunities are starting to come, especially yep. now kind of once things are starting to get rolling. Starting to make a lot of a lot of good connections that I never thought I'd be able to make. So <laughs> to be able to just be in the opportunity to do this is pretty cool just to do it with something I love on a different side of the game too. Mm-hmm. It gives me a different view that, that gets me away from just from dribbling the basketball. I get to do things a little different. You're paving your own unique style on it. And I think one thing that I enjoy about you and I kind of see the way I was when I was your age, like, don't be afraid of being yourself, right? Don't shy away from posting something you want to post that you think, oh, this is cool or this could be funny. There is an audience for it. People want to see you do it. You seem to have the brand for it, the personality for it. You said you're now going to school for it. So do you see this as something, hey, I can turn this into a career next to basketball in my future or do you just want it to be a hobby? Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to keep it as like a little side hobby throughout basketball because yeah. I feel like basketball elevates it too, mm-hmm. just in itself. But 
Definitely. Once, once basketball's done, I'd say that's kind of where I want things to be headed is kind of in that media aspect or being around the game at some point, some level. Right. How have you been able to balance the NIL off court stuff, making connections, shaking hands, hopefully signing deals or getting cash or merch? How have you been able to balance that with hoops, with school? Are you just taking it in stride? Yeah, I mean, my main reason I'm here is I came here to win win basketball games and to play. So that'll always be my number one. So that's always ahead of everything. But finding a good balance is key. It really is. Trying to not focusing too much on it and getting distracted, not going in and putting in the extra work still. So it takes a lot, especially with with things Mm -hmm. coming from every which way. Just the amount of messages and stuff you get just to people trying to do that type of thing. You just got to find a good balance. With the NIL and the now being visible, keep following your channels, you're growing, your recognizable face. As this NIL stuff grows as a team, as this team continues to be successful, are you guys looking to stay impacting the community or is there any causes or anything that the team is running or are you just trying to be out there and support the local youth? Because I know for a fact, just through talking to people like kids in Madison love following you. Is that something that's important to you? Are you seeing that now as I have a responsibility to promote not just yourself, but the university as a class act? Yeah, I love being the guy that people look up to because I feel like I can set a good example of how to be a good person that people can try and follow. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were those guys that that I looked up to. So always just try and be like them. And and so I I have respect for that. That makes me want to be that person. So even when I went home this weekend, we had a kids camp for our high school that I just kind of showed up to without telling anyone just to go back and get back to those kids. And, and here I'd love to start making more, more connections and being able to do things for the youth here to inspire kids or even just any way I can give back like that. I'd, I'd really love to. Oh, that's awesome. You're helping shape lives and, and young people. I mean, that's a huge responsibility, but you're a great face for that, for the program. You're an exciting guy. What's been your best moment so far as a basketball player at Wisconsin and then for the next five months, what are you looking forward to to improve on as a team as Big Ten play now gets underway? Yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of good moments, moments that I've enjoyed just being a part of. I know for me, playing a team like Kansas, I know it didn't end up the way, and there was a lot of what I wanted to and a lot of learning experiences that came with that, especially for me too. Just to be able to go out there and play a team like that, that I, I'd always wanted to play in the driveway, you're acting like you're playing against them and just playing in those type of games. So Games like that, I mean, playing it in a, from the Bruce City battle. You know, I was a big baseball kid too. So it was it was a pretty surreal experience. I was jealous of you. Yeah, both the best of both <laughs> worlds for me. I was able to combine that in a way, baseball and basketball. But I mean, and then just coming in and playing in my first Big Ten game against Maryland. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a surreal experience too. But there's a lot of, a lot of good things coming. And, and I know for us, we're just trying to get better each day. We're really looking forward to it, and, and we're just going to keep pushing each other. Coaches are going to push us, and so process that we, we really enjoy. Well, that's awesome, man. I mean, already such big moments, big shots against teams like Kansas, big shots playing at American Family Field, a place where I wish I could have played it, winning your first matchup against Marquette. You're checking off things on the list that guys don't get sometimes in four years. So you've set yourself up for a great career, but you know that there is more work to do more shots to be made and more wins to be had. And that's exactly what we want to hear from you. Proud of you, man. Love the things you're doing off the court. Love things you're doing on the court. We love watching you, man. So appreciate you coming on and we can't wait to watch you guys down the stretch here in Big Ten play. Thanks for joining us. Best of luck. Absolutely. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate you. 
Now it's time for the name, image, likeness roundup of some of the latest initiatives that student athletes from around the country have accomplished. If you want to find out what you can do to support Badger student athletes, you can do so by visiting thevarsitycollective.com. So first off, we got to talk about Wisconsin's own running back, Braylon Allen, who now has his own bobblehead made in partnership with the Varsity Collective. I got to say, it would have been pretty cool to have my own bobblehead back when I was on the court, the Cole Center. I would have loved to look up and see little kids or the students have had a bobblehead night for me. That would have been pretty cool. So good on you, Braylon, and good on the Varsity Collective to get that done. Nothing like a good bobblehead put on a desk. Like I said, I wish I had one from my playing days. I've had some since, but nothing like having a Wisconsin basketball bobblehead. That would have been pretty cool. But going beyond that, out of the Badger State, earlier this year, I think this is the best NIL deal that we've seen so far. Nebraska wide receiver, the coldest Crawford made big headlines when we learned that he did an air conditioning commercial, unbelievable job here, by an Omaha HVAC company. In case you haven't seen the commercial, you can find them on YouTube. And I gotta say, this is NIL at its absolute best. I mean, the puns just write themselves. The NIL is supposed to be something for these, it doesn't have to be so corporate all the time. If you've got a cool name like the coldest, and you think, oh my gosh, I'm an AC company. We want to make your house the coldest. It doesn't get much better than that. So I appreciate Omaha HVAC company for using their brains a little bit and having a little bit of fun and the coldest from signing that deal. What a name. And that's such a good way for NIL to be used, to bring some laughs, to bring the community together and have some fun with it. Up next, I am joined by professional basketball player, UW Athletic Hall of Fame member, and my good friend, Jordan Taylor. Having quite the impressive collegiate career as a Badger from 2008 to 2012, Jordan is currently playing in the Liga Nacionala in Romania and also the Euro Cup. He joins me today to share his story and talk about what it was like to play for the university we all know and love. Welcome, Jordan. Thank you for joining us on our first episode. First and foremost, I want to say congratulations on becoming a part of Sports Hall of Fame at the University of Wisconsin. A huge honor. We're so proud of you. What does that mean to you as a former Badger and still a Badger, but in your professional days now, what does that mean to you to be in the Hall of Fame? Appreciate you having me on, first of all, and kicking it off with you. I know you got something cool going on here, so I'm excited to see it. As far as Hall of Fame, honestly, it means a lot. Like, it's one of those things where I think it's cool that you have like that 10 year window. And I think it allows you to appreciate something like that more. Whereas if, you know, obviously someone like yourself, myself, Frank, whoever could go in right after as I get to the end of my career, it's getting close. You know, I'm, I'm an old head now. I'm a vet in the locker room. So it was really cool just to go back and be with a bunch of old teammates, uh, guys that can make it and experience that. Going back, I know if it's some of our younger listeners and viewers that didn't quite remember everything that you did from 08 to 2012, but now 10 years, how does that feel for you? Does it make you feel like, dang, I'm removed? Or does it still feel like yesterday those moments can still pop up in your head like it was just happening? Both, man. It's honestly, there's times where you feel like you're on top of the world and all that, and it just feels like you're never going to leave this space. So... It feels like both. It's just amazing. I can't really put a lot of it into words. It's just kind of cool to look back and be in like elite company. Obviously, you're going to be in there one day. Right. And it's cool when you're that line, idols become your rivals, but also friends here. (laughs) It's crazy watching you. You were the guy. And there's a saying, it's guys want to be the man until it's time to be the man. When the going got tough, the ball was in your hands, right? And that's a lot of burden to hold. You know, that confidence in those moments, does that stem back to when you were in high school winning Mr. Minnesota basketball? Or was that something that you needed to earn that trust from Coach Ryan, from the staff, from your teammates? Or do you think it's a little bit of both? 
I think it's both. I think you obviously got to earn that trust. But, you know, man, it's one of those things where it's just I think it's a mindset that you have from a young kid. Like when you start playing basketball, me personally, I think you can grow confidence in that. But I think guys in those moments, you either want to be in those moments or you don't, because it's hard to grow confidence in those moments because more times than not, you're going to miss if we're being honest, like you're going to fail more times than not. So it's really just an innate confidence you have to have and be okay with win or lose that you had the ball in your hands. It was on you in that moment. So, yeah, it's just something that I think you have to take. Well, it's one of those things that you and I have this perspective because we were in that same locker room, not together, but earning that trust from a coach, Ryan, especially in the system that we played, you realize how much he leans on you in those big moments, right? And I think that's a huge honor because everyone sees coach Ryan as this guy that's almost this larger-than-life personality, right? But to know that you had that responsibility, I think it's an honor. But do you think that has impacted you on and off the court to this day, carrying that load or carrying that Wisconsin on your chest? What impact do you think that had on you till this day and that you can carry on? Oh, man, it's been huge. I think one thing that Coach Ryan really instilled, no matter whether you were NBA guy, overseas guy, or a 9-to-5 guy after you were done playing with him. Yeah, and I think a big thing for us at UW was we took care of the BS that needed to take care of together in the locker room. Speaking with guys, I don't know uh, with your experience as a pro the last decade now, when you hear about dorm checks, cameras in the hallways, checking things out (laughs) here and there, here and there, just feeling like you're under big brother, watchful eye. And I think the unique thing that you build that quote unquote brotherhood that still lasts now is like you said, that time management, he gives it to you. You figure it out. You don't agree with somebody, you guys figure it out. That's unique at the college level. Fast forwarding, I know you're well-connected throughout social media, as am I, as are all our (laughs) ex-teammates. When we were at school, it was, you have a white jersey, you have a red jersey, you have white socks, and you have (laughs) Adidas shoes. That's what you have. My second year, I threw on a sleeve, and it was like, oh my gosh, you're wearing a sleeve. Yeah, sure. Frank then did. And then we got tights involved, right? You didn't have that. So you looking at and your teammates looking at now, what is also a huge recruiting tool is the black jerseys, the pinstripe jerseys, the throwback jerseys, the Black History Month jerseys, all fire, all look great. Do you look back and you're like, man, if only. Do I? Man, I'm a, look, I'm not a hater, but I'm hating because I I look back on that and I'm like, I look back at our games, I'm like, dang, we were swagless. Like, we were wearing big shorts. Some <laughs> over here don't got no type of, like, really, I was just trying to copy Trey Pot or Trayvon Hughes. You know, he did the double socks thing, so he tried to dress it up. So I tried to swagger jack him a little bit. But other than that, man, like, yeah, I remember when you put the sleeve on, and I thought you had, like, some medical thing. I thought you had, like, an elbow thing or something like that. It used to be you needed a Henry, our trainer, you needed to have an excuse. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, this dude wearing this sleeve, like what's going on? I didn't even think nothing about it. Next thing I know, like you said, Frank's got one on, everybody's doing it. I'm like, man, this is crazy. It's even more now. So looking at that, do you think that plays actually into this new wave of signing guys, getting guys on your squad? Do you think that's an important thing for Wisconsin to get ahead of? Because you can't fall behind in this situation. Yeah, no question. No question. I think even coming out back then, it was like, we didn't have the names on the back of our jerseys and we were Adidas. That was something that gave me pause. As an 18-year-old, like, you don't know nothing, right? You care about things that are really trivial for real, but they mean the world to you. 
I think even Under Armour having Steph Curry helps Wisconsin as an Under Armour partner. But yeah, having your name on the back of your jersey, being able to wear sleeves, having black jerseys, having all these cool events, it just... Those are the things that kids, especially nowadays, I think just love. But I think always like swag is a part of the game, man. Ever since the Fab Five, it's important. It's super important and more for some guys than others. But yes, it's a huge recruiting tool. So now as you're, I don't want to speak for you, but probably going into the back half of your basketball life, basketball journey that's been decorated. Like we said, Mr. Basketball, All-American, leading teams to, you know, Big Ten wins to NCAA tournament berths and overseas leading your teams and EuroCup teams, EuroLeague teams. And the list goes on and on for you, right? What do you tell yourself on and off the court? What do you tell yourself? Jordan, get ready for this. Jordan, do this. Jordan, your journey's going to be this. Man, I shoot. It's going to sound cliche, but I think I tell myself really lock in every moment. Scotty Hittenbach was our strength trainer when I was in school. And he used to say, like, when we would go out sometimes, like everybody does, he'd be like, you guys will have your whole lives to do that. And we're like, all right, all right. Like, you really, truly think that you're going to be playing basketball forever. And it literally feels like a snap of a finger. So I would be telling myself, don't take anything for granted. Don't take any days off. Honestly, you should be training and doing something every single day, damn near, whether it's stretching, whether it's this, whether it's that, and really just organize your time because you never want to look back and be like, ah, damn, I wish I could have done that. And, you know, I had some injuries and stuff like that. So I just tell myself, be diligent and be disciplined as often as possible. That's all you can say. That's awesome. But honestly, we're around our 30s, right? And we're still wearing badgers on our chest. It means something to us. Being a badger does mean something. To you, though, when you go to sleep at night or when you go back, what do you feel? Honestly, like joy, like happiness. We were there this summer together. What did you feel? Every time I go, man, I remember hitting you up like, yo, give me the three spot. I dropped the ball in the softball game, but you know, I got you <laughs> next year. But it's, <laughs> but no, anytime I get to stop back on campus, honestly, it's just so much joy, so many good memories. I mean, those were four of the best years of my life. Man. Like I had so much fun. It shaped who I was as a person. And again, it's tough to, nobody wants to sound cliche, but literally it just, it's like a rush of happiness. I love bringing new people, people that are in my life now that weren't then. I love bringing them back to Madison and like showing you I was there. It is the coast. I love bringing them around just because I just have so much positive energy for Madison. I couldn't agree more. So before we wrap up, let's bring NIL into this. So as an All-American, as a Mr. Basketball (laughs) recruit, big, big storied career, If you were in Madison and NIL was a thing, Jordan Taylor, I cannot tell you the opportunities you would have had. Do you look at this stuff and you text, you know, Lure, another All-American, you text Gosser, freshman starter with you. Bruzy had a brand. Hate him or love him. Fans loved him. Everyone loved him. He had a brand. You (laughs) had a brand. You were the star. Do you think, damn, I could have enjoyed those four years a little more. I could have bought a couple more rounds. I look at this practically and I don't even look at it as buy a couple more rounds of like what you could buy at college. I'm thinking of how it would have shaped my basketball decisions for after school. I think that's the biggest thing. And especially now with the way the G League salaries are going up. If I could have made what I don't know what guys are making, you know, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars, even for two, three years. And you can save some of that. I don't think I'm going overseas. And I think, again, that's another recruiting tool for me. That's like, all right, that can really propel you to if you don't get drafted. Obviously, the goal is to get drafted. But if you don't get drafted, then it's like, all right, you really have some cushion to stay in the States, take an Exhibit 10, take a two-way if you can get one, and play in the G League and really try and chase the NBA. Whereas, like, for me coming out, 
I didn't get drafted and there was no two ways. Two ways wasn't a thing. You weren't getting 500 or 50,000. It was 20. So I was getting, you know, six figures to come overseas. I'm like, I'm going overseas. I'm taking 20,000 to go to training camp and probably get cut. Like I'm going overseas. So for me, I look at it in a practical sense where I'm like, damn, that really changes. It really changes people's lives, especially kids that go to Wisconsin, because I think they have the wherewithal and the foresight to put that to use. Yeah. And I think Wisconsin has the infrastructure, has the support from the fan base, from the communities, from businesses. I think this is a great opportunity for our young athletes, whether it's basketball, football, swimming, cross country, track and field, you name it. We have athletes on this campus. And as former alums, former players, it's exciting to see this new road for these young Badgers to be able to make a name for themselves at a young age and propel them to their future. And hopefully we can see this continuing. I would have registered in my senior year and waited for you and I would have done all the partner deals, man. Oh, man. I would have made, would have made been... another 200 off of you. I know. <laughs> a package deal. <laughs> People have come to me, they're like, would you have stayed your senior year if you would have gotten some more endorsement opportunities or this or that, this or that? And looking back, since getting injured my rookie year, I was basically a red shirt in the NBA. I was like, yeah, it would have been great. So I think it would have been a really good thing for me. And that's where I think we have a unique perspective. You dealt with injuries. It's so much for these guys to have a cushion, like you said. So this is a unique space and glad that you appreciate it the same way that I do. So you would have gone back your senior year? Maybe. We got a sound bite. F1. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I, I'm, calling, I'm calling BS on that, shoot. You got to go. You Top 20 pick, you was up out of there, man. You never know. You <laughs> never know. You to. never know. But JT, thank you so much. Best of luck this Euro Cup season in Romania. Badger Hall of Famer. First episode here on the Varsity Collective. Great chatting with you, man. Really appreciate you as a friend and as a lifelong Badger, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you having me, brother. Fun. Thanks for listening to the Varsity Beat, presented by the Varsity Collective. I'm your host, Sam Decker. Stay tuned for the next episode, and in the meantime, learn how you can get involved with the Varsity Collective and support Badger student-athletes at thevarsitycollective.com. We'll see you next time.